This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is Aftershock Central, Episode 9. Not the station at the end of time. That was last episode. This episode... I don't know what we're doing. I was trying to come up with like a, a Harry Houdini joke, but I, I couldn't come up with one. I failed. You failed. I failed this podcast. You, you, you try to pull out a lollipop? <laughs> try to pull out a lollipop and it didn't happen. Yeah. Sometimes I can be witty, but generally I cannot. So <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, this evening we will be discussing last week's release of Rough Riders number five. And uh, I guess it's time to update our rankings, guys. Yep. So we're going to do our yep. top ten. But first, I have some news. Did you guys hear the news? Is it good news or bad news? It's do we need to get the bad news first? No, it's great news. I don't know that it was bad oh, news. It's all great. Okay. Yeah, it's great what is news. It? Uh, issue number three of Animosity outsold oh, issue number right. two. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It's very weird, because nowadays, by issue three, you're talking like a third of what issue one sold. So, uh, I don't know if they're counting just the first printing, or all the printings. Now, was that issue number three, or the third printing outsold the second printing of number one? No, issue number three outsold issue number two. Okay. So, that's what I'm saying. I don't know know how they're... Well, I guess there's only one... No, there's two printings of issue two, I believe. I think it's going to second print. Yeah. Um, either way, that's really good. Yeah, that's it means fantastic. That, yeah. It means that people that are picking the book up are sticking with it. Doesn't that happen sometimes when there's like a, a low print books initially that kind of get popular, and then the demand is more than they originally expected? So the next, you yes. know, two or three, they crank up the number of prints. Yes. But um, I don't think we've seen something like that in quite a long time. Um, I remember back in the days, this was pretty common. Uh, that's why, like, whenever you got, a, I think I brought, I used Bone as an example once or a couple times in another podcast. Like, it, it was impossible to find the Bone number one anywhere. And yeah. I mean, you can find them now, but they're super expensive. Yeah. Uh, but as you go on, it's easier to get because they were printing more. And I, I guess that goes to your point, but at the same time, if the demand wasn't there, they wouldn't need to print anymore, right? Right. So yeah, I see it as a plus plus. Plus, if animosity does really well, that means the rest of the line can do really well, and right. they can keep expanding. So I think that's a plus. Yeah, definitely. So now, congrats. who 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 buys second and third printings? Do you ever buy those? I do not, but I know okay. quite a few people that do. Yeah, because they're a completist. Yeah, they're completists. So they have to have it. Even if it's just like a, a minor change in the color of the logo, it's oh. still a different cover. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know quite a few people like that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And, by the way, did you guys see the Animosity Baltimore Comic Con variant? Yes, that looked amazing. I think somebody should hook us up with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see it, Jack? I didn't. Or if I did, I didn't realize it. What was it? What did it look like? It looks it like, like awesome. It up now. It's like a black and white like sketch cover that has the like animal claws in red, I think. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. The picture they showed was kind of from far away. Well, not far away, but you know, like 
10 feet away at the booth. Right. Um, and I guess they were free if you did a $20 purchase at the uh, at the Aftershock booth, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. With all this hype, it better be high on you guys' rankings. I don't know. Uh-huh. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Let's go ahead and move on to Rough Riders, number five. Jack, are you going to be our usual plot synopsis guy? Sure. If, if that's what you want, Martin, that's what I'll give you. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm here to deliver for you. You're a plot synopsis expert, so. Am I? Yeah, you are. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to be like you, man. <laughs> One day. Put it on your resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this issue picks up right where number four leaves off, as I guess most comics do. I would hope so. Um, yeah. And but so all the car- characters are still sort of partnered up. Um, Rose- Roosevelt's fighting a battle, and mm-hmm. Annie Oakley and Thomas Edison are together, and they're kind of like up above in like a blimp, so they can sharpshoot the enemy, which is kind of cool. Even though I guess back then there wasn't sharpshooting, wasn't much of a thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, true. And Houdini and Jack Johnson are off fighting Rasputin which is how uh, number four ended. But Rasputin turns out not to be much of a match for them, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Jack Johnson's kind of playing or toying with them, and Houdini gets uh, impatient and pulls a trick out of his bag called the lollipop, <laughs> which means <laughs> he runs and slides under Rasputin, kicking him in the yatsas, <laughs> which is Russian for gonads. Mm-hmm. Um, and gonads is some other language for anyways you get the point <laughs> you know it's Meanwhile, funny you, you could say yeah, yatsas and people still know what you're talking about even if they've never heard the word right anyways it, continue. Just, it just sounds like that doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does um meanwhile uh the weapon that we saw in issue four that everybody's sort of after um or what we think is the weapon uh, it appears to be this woman who's sort of possessed and can shoot like these de- deadly lasers out of her mouth. And she's kind of running around the woods naked and, you know, I, like out of her mind. And she's trying to escape. Oh, she escapes to like a deserted detention camp, um, which turns out to be Guantanamo Bay, which I found a little bit weird because wasn't that built like by the U.S. in like the last 10 or 15 years? You know, I didn't see when it was built, but I mean, the U.S. has had operations in Cuba for a long time, since like the late 1800s, so. Um, yeah. It, it may not have been called Guantanamo Bay back then, but that, that base was still there, yeah. Yeah, and I guess whatever, it's fiction. <laughs> so, um, so then the whole Rough Riders crew kind of meets up together, and they follow her into that camp. Oh wait! And, hey, I don't. I don't hate to interrupt. It, it, Guantanamo Bay Naval Base was built in 1898. Oh really? Yeah. By the U.S. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So they sneak off into the camp, following her, and uh, then I guess if things weren't already weird enough, <laughs> they're approached by a bunch of like mechanical animals, which I don't understand the point of because they totally look like a threat. <laughs> but then turn out to be not much more than kids' toys. And I don't think they had any relevance the rest of the issue, but yes. they were kind of cool looking. Um, and they find the girl weapon that they chased into in there, but her throat was cut, and she had been killed. And whoever did it did it fast and got out of there. 
Um, it looked like they were covering their tracks or maybe punishing her for leading everybody there. Um, so then they investigate around the camp a little bit more, and they stumble upon a room that's sort of like an, a, an abandoned mad science slab um, with cages that I think they look like zombies. Some of them look dead, but a couple of them look like they're still alive, mm-hmm. and they're kind of mutilated, walking dead-looking things. Um, and they're all in cages, except for one cage has a normal-looking little girl in it, and she looks kind of frightened. Um, but I'll, I'll come back to her in a second because she's kind of pivotal here. Um, but clearly somebody's kind of playing mad scientist on these people, um, and they find a U.S. logo on the side of one of the, I think, side of one of the cages, um, implying that, I guess, ultimately the big bad U.S. superpower is behind this because, I guess, you know, every conspiracy theory ultimately has to have the U.S. behind it somehow, of course. right? <laughs> um, so, and I think what's going on here is the U.S. found some alien tech or aliens and they're slicing their tech into random locals um, to create some sort of super human-powered weapon. Um, but most of the test subjects die or become unstable, like the crazy lady running around the woods. Um, and Edison finds some notes that says that only one of the test subjects was a success. Um, and so they ask the little girl who, you know, they're kind of consoling her because she's kind of looks, you know, freaked out by what was going on, but kind of happy to see that somebody's there to rescue her. Mm-hmm. And they ask her if, if she knows anything about this test subject. And her eyes get kind of big and she says, yes. Um, and then she goes to whisper to Teddy Roosevelt who it is. And she whispers, it's me. And then one of those alien caterpillar things that we saw, I think, in like issue three comes out of her mouth into Roosevelt's ear. And that's how the dramatic issue ends. So it has aliens, so of course I loved it. Yeah. It has weird zombie things, so of course I loved it. It has Teddy in a freaking <laughs> Exo Manowar suit. Yeah. <laughs> like a steampunk that's awesome, suit. Isn't it? Yeah, it was sweet. Now, oh, and yeah. I skipped over it, but at the beginning, like he it showed him as a kid, kinda sickly, and all yeah. the kids are outside fighting and playing and um, he wasn't able to because I guess he was kind of ill. But then you see him in the next scene fighting this war, and he's totally in that like Iron Man suit with weapons <laughs> everywhere. And it's like he's totally making up for any uh, uh, inefficiencies he has by like crazy, you know, futuristic tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think we've seen a lot of these like weird gadgets in previous issues. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I really love what we saw in this issue. Uh, yeah, Teddy's costume's freaking awesome. And then yeah. they have like that steampunk, uh, like old school frigate, like the wooden boat, but it's hooked up right. to a hot hot air balloon. Yeah. So they're flying around in it, and uh, you know the, the girls sharpshooting all these guys as Teddy's fighting. Yeah. Um, it was pretty sweet, pretty sweet. And then yeah, the stuff with Jack and Houdini is still my favorite in this series. Direction, yeah. their, their interaction is just priceless. And I was hoping we get a little bit more of Rasputin though. It looks like this is kind of the end of them. Yeah, it kind of seems like they're just bringing in famous people to make him fit the story somehow, and then getting rid of them. Yeah. Other than the the main team, the main uh, the team. Uh, I'm curious about Edison though. Do you guys think he's involved with this, 
Or is he just being Edison when he takes that journal from, or whatever it is that he takes from the table uh, in Guantanamo Bay? Yeah, they seem kind of suspicious of him, don't they? Yeah, I mean, obviously they his reputation precedes him, right? So they're right. well aware that he's dicked uh, Tesla over. I think they joke about that in this issue. Um, and just in general, like the way that he is. Uh, there's a whole page of Edison jokes in here. Um, <laughs> so they obviously know how he is. So that's why I didn't know if they're just assuming the worst because mm-hmm. of who he is or if he's actually involved and he got it, you know, he's with this team to get to this place to pick up whatever research was there because somehow he's involved. Right? Because it is the U.S. government. We know that. The, the government's involved. Mm-hmm. Surely Edison's building stuff for him. Well, yeah. maybe Teddy has him on the team to keep a closer eye on him. Well, and so maybe Teddy knows that he's involved. Right. Right, And so he just wants to get the truth out of him. Uh, of, of course, the little alien girl had to ruin it yeah. by uh, tongue and Teddy in his ear. <laughs> that was kind of freaky. Yeah. And, and so that's the uh, same way the, what was it, issue two or three? Who yeah. was it? The uh, Spanish somebody got the got the alien bug in the ear. Yep. And they had to take him out. So now we have Teddy... With that thing, and in the cover of number six, he looks like he's totally gone mad. Blood all over his face, and his high-tech glasses are cracked, and he's got this angry look on his face. So they're going to have something to deal with in that issue with him. Well, and obviously they can't kill Teddy, right? I mean, it it would be really weird if the main character through five issues was killed in the next Oh, no. It won't happen. Um, So I don't know. Do we know if this is a mini or if it's an ongoing? I assume that... It's going to be the six, their usual six issue six and then issue. take a break and then come back. Yeah, yeah, like insects did. Um, right. Yeah, I hope so because I think there's so much more story you can tell with right. these characters. or Dude, even just Teddy. Teddy could travel around the world. Um, they got to have Houdini in there. Houdini's my favorite. Yeah. But um, it seems like well, obviously the next issue will be the end of the arc. So they'll have to find a way to get this alien worm out of Teddy. Let's see. Yeah, there's not. Wait, no, seven comes out in November. Okay, so it'll be a break for October. No. No, six. Oh, six no is in October. Then. Yeah, there's no. Seven is in November. I think well, this thing's going to keep trucking. That's good. Yeah. Hopefully they can keep it out on time. Because there was that. Uh, wasn't there like a month where it didn't come out? No, it was just like a week that it got pushed back, which oh, okay. is fine. Yeah, this one's been pretty pretty it just, uh, steady. It just felt like a month then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that good. It's just that good. Uh, yeah, no, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. This is uh, definitely in my top ten. Well, I guess there's not very many. It has to be ten. on your top ten. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've only discussed ten. It's <laughs> uh, too funny. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's definitely higher up though. Anything else we want to say about this book? Um, what do you think about the art? I mean, the art's pretty consistent, I think, with this series. Um, it's not my favorite out of all the books. Yeah. Um, and I think even like, um, you know, we've talked about books like uh, Second Sight and uh, Revisionist that are, have that much rougher style. Um, 
it's not as rough as that, but it's kind of it's kind of old school mm-hmm. in the way that it's set up. It's almost like you're reading a book from the seventies or the eighties. Yeah. yeah, it's it still has that like steampunk feel to it though. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the art matches the story, mm-hmm. which is like a common thread through Aftershock. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Matter of fact, I would even have liked it if they went even older. Like, giving it, like, a Jack Kirby look. Noir. Yeah. You know? I think that would have been awesome as well. Because, huh. uh, I mean, the story takes place a hundred and... hundred years ago. More than Yeah. That. But it has sort of some of the futuristic tech, you know, sure. stuff mixed in with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. When's the next issue come out? Next Next month. Well, I know that. <laughs> you want the exact date, huh? Let me see. Rough Rock, uh, October fifth. Okay, cool. Exactly a month from today. Exactly. And oh. then seven is uh, November 9th Okay, so they're sticking to every about four weeks. That's good. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, let's uh, let's rank this puppy up. Uh, I, I'll go ahead and go first. I'll, I, uh, what do I want to give this? I'm going to give it a four. I think, uh, I think it's solid. I think this issue maybe not much happened. Like There was a lot of action, but it seemed mm-hmm. like there wasn't any more exposition on the story. So yeah. that'll obviously change next month with the end of the arc. But um, yeah, I think overall it's great. The writing's great. It's a fun book. It's a funny book. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, four out of five. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I'll give it a four out of five. Same reason. It's fun, and it jumps from kind of one crazy off-the-wall event to another. And, but each one seems to be getting a little crazier than the last one. Um, <laughs> and I want to see what becomes of this this little spooky girl. Mm-hmm. Ja- uh, Ronnie? I will give it. I'll be right there with you guys and the old lollipop. Rochambeau. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, like the whole banter between Houdini and uh, the boxer guy is great. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe instead of the VCR Tamos, we could have Aftershock <laughs> lollipops. <laughs> uh, be careful. Ronnie loves lollipops. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. <laughs> uh, what kind of lollipop are you talking about? I, you, I'll leave it to your imagination. Houdini lollipop? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this exactly. is supposed to be a, a PG-rated podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you're allowed one cuss word, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, because Aaron and I had Martin admit things on a different podcast this week, so... <laughs> <laughs> As long as Paul's not on, I think we can limit it to one. True. <laughs> true. Very, very true. Hey, I was very honest in that podcast. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and do our uh, our rankings. How do you guys want to do this? Do you want to just uh, start from the bottom and go up? I think we got to do each each one because they'll probably be all over the place, I imagine. All right. Like each one of us. Uh, except I, I'm pretty sure we'll have number one the same. Yeah, I Maybe. think you might be right on that. Uh, okay, well, 
let's do let's start at the bottom then uh, let's see here let me pull my, my why don't notes. you why don't you do why don't we each one say ours our okay. number, number 10, 10 and then our number nine sure oh, i was thinking i was thinking we just each say our list oh or unless it's more fun to go one by one i don't care no that's fine let's just do our list all, all at once yeah. Uh, Next time, let's figure this out before we record the podcast. <laughs> no, that requires preparation. Okay, there's no preparation True. here. We don't right. even read the books. Okay. <laughs> we're just, we just BSing we're just make all this. this up as we go along. Yeah. Just uh, winging it. All right, that's fine. I'll, I guess I'll go first. Um. Do we want to start? Are we starting at number one though, or number ten? I say start at number ten. All right, number ten. Um. Oh, wow. Oh, right. It's a lot harder than you yeah, think. Yeah, it's, huh? it's a lot harder than I think. Mine was, mine was easy. My number right, 10 well, was easy. Then you go first. What's your number 10? Uh, second Sight. For the reasons I explained on the pod. Oh, that was the Lost ep- ep- episode, right? Oh, yeah, that was. Yep, it sure was. So I'll just, I'll just say it, and the reason I put it 10 is not because it's a bad story, but just because it's just not a genre that... I enjoy reading. Hmm. Ronnie, what's your number 10? Um, I think my number 10 is going to have to be Captain Kid just because there's only one issue out. And it wasn't like a solid number one, like animosity, say. Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to put American Monster as my number 10. <laughs> and that's really weird for me to say because I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, the last time we talked about it, I explained my concerns with the book. And I think that because there's so little happening, I'm kind of getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep, makes so, sense. So I'll, I'll put that as my number 10. Um, and I'll go ahead and go to 9. I'm, I'm putting um, Dreaming Eagles as my number 9. And not because it's a bad book. Matter of fact, I've... It's one of the few war stories that I've enjoyed reading. So um, props for that. But just because of the genre that it's in, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's made my top ten, mm-hmm. but I, I just have to place it down pretty low. Right. And my number nine was Captain Kidd for the same reasons Ronnie said. Hmm. Interesting. See, I would put Captain Kidd a little higher, but anyways. I, just, I, I wasn't that into it. I need to see more. I needed to I got see you. where it goes. So what's your number eight? My number eight is Dreaming Eagles, and I'm oh, putting wow. it that low because the same thing I said in the podcast. I had, I had trouble with the way the art worked with the story, and I, I didn't know who the characters were. A lot of the times, and I don't know. I had some issues with it, even though it, it was a it was a good comic. But it's a lot of competition on this list. Something has to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna put insects at my number eight slot. Oh, I didn't even put that on my list. We didn't talk about insects yet. Well, we haven't, but it it, it made my list. I just I really love the art. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. It's just the story is not quite there for me. See, there you go. Not following rules again. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I am following rules. I'm judging a book by all of its merits. 
you know. Yes, but our t- our ten was the ten books that we discussed. Oh, that wasn't what I was told. <laughs> You're was, in the same group chat that I was. I, I understood that it's top <laughs> top ten aftershock books. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Fair enough. My number my number eight is Dreaming Eagles. Okay. We're all kind of on the same wavelength here. So far. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. So far. Somewhat. Yeah. Because also my number seven was American Monster. Oh wow. Same reason, I'm assuming. Yeah, it just hasn't. I actually enjoy reading it, but it hasn't. I don't. I don't know where. It, I mean, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's been like five issues. So mm-hmm. let's see what number six comes out in October. So we'll see how how that goes. True. Well, next one up for me is Second Sight, because uh, I definitely liked the book a lot more than you guys did. I uh, I think there's a lot more depth to the story than you get at first read. And I think you and I realized that, Jack, when we talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. There was just a lot of stuff that, as we were discussing the book, like, I hadn't even thought about the first time I read it, right? Right. And right. some of it I came up with the second time I read it, and some of it just came out as we're talking about it. Because um, it really is kind of a deep book, but it mm-hmm. doesn't feel that way when you're reading it. Right. Um, but I'm, I, I love the hell out of it. I actually really like the art of the book. I love the concept. Um, I really love like severely flawed heroes. Yeah. Um, and that definitely fits the bill with Second Sight. So. Right. Yeah. So number seven, right? Yeah. Yep. Man, my seven is American Monster. Mm mm mm. Poor Azarello. And then my, I'll go with number six. My number six is Super Zero. Yeah, actually, mm. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. That's your six, too? Yeah, I'll put that as my number six. <clears throat> yeah. Um, just for the same reason that uh, American Monster was so low on my list, I think uh, the payoff in between issues five and six was well worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, you went through four issues of, well, like, are we ever going to get anything out of this book, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what saved it, really, is what Jack and I talked about, was just the, the humor of the book. And, actually, Paul and I talked about Super Zero and Valiant Central, too, because um, we were talking about Faith, and we kind of compared it to yeah. uh, right. Super Zero. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think... With that regards, the storytelling of Super Zero is superior to Faith because of the amount of humor and references that I can directly relate with. And so, yeah, I'll I'll put that as my number six. Well, you guys probably give me a hard time for my number six. (laughs) But I put Animosity 6. Oh, shame on you. And here's the thing, though. This podcast is over. I'm throwing a, lollipops at you. <laughs> here's the thing. My my number two through six, I could probably like mix them up in any order and be totally okay with it. That's fair. Um, right. So I could have put this higher, but I didn't because it, for one, I remember the first time I read through it, I was a little bit unsure of the humor. I, I didn't know what kind of story it was. I was like, is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be kind of horror or what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I had a hard time taking it seriously. Um, and I liked it more after we talked about it, but 
I, I think I think after the next issue or two, it might it'll probably go up on this list. We'll see. Interesting. Okay, that's that's Mark. fair enough. Number uh, five. Number five. Oof. <laughs> now it gets tough. Yeah. See, now it gets tough. Uh, I'm gonna put jackpot at my number five. Fair. Um, fair. Jack, and you get, didn't. Now I get, thought you didn't really like jackpot much, so I thought it would be lower. You would think so, uh, but it it kind of grew on me. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, it's not even very like deep into the story anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right. you know, the reveals of the last issue were very interesting. Um, and it's definitely going to take the book in a completely different direction than I thought it would. So I, I like that kind of thing, you know. I like when I can be a few issues into something, and they surprise me with something off the wall. To be honest with you, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a cool and it, it it's not even like that much different than other things, right? Like it's pretty much magic, I would say. Yeah. They're just right. not calling it magic; they call it math, which just makes it weird. Right. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah. physics, man. When they start talking about physics and the universe and I don't know, bending time and who knows what, that stuff sure. gets kind of kind of weird. You might as well call it magic to me because it's all <laughs> foreign. See, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a theoretical physics nerd, so I'm I, yeah. I love that crap. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, that's my number five. What about you guys? My number five is. The revisionist. Okay. And again, I could mix those up, any of these up, and I'd be fine with it. You're just right. saying that because I ranked jackpot so low. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the re- revisionist. Um, I think it's a good story. It hasn't quite cracked the very top of my list though. Hmm. Okay. Ronnie. Um, I had jackpot at my fifth one as well. Good choice. <laughs> Did you guys cheat off each other's paper? (laughs) (laughs) What's paper? Because I'm sure it's it's getting ready to get interesting here when we get to the top three. I'm sure. Yeah, I think the top the top is uh I'm with you, Jack. It's kind of interchangeable at this point, except for number one. But um, (laughs) I guess I'll go number four for me is Rough Riders. Um. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I just I really enjoyed it. It's a super fun book, but. there's just a little something missing for me, but I don't even know what it is because I, when I read it, I love the hell out of it, and I just don't care. Yeah, you know, like I don't even think about it. So, yeah. What are we at four? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Minus jackpot. Of course. Yeah. Your name's it's, in it. <laughs> yeah, I should put a one. It's, <laughs> it's a good story. I've liked this from the very first. Oh well, no, no, no. The, not the first issue. From the second issue. Once it went all magic, you know, calculus stuff kicked in. I've mm-hmm. loved it since. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Run, I'm boy. Go- I'm going revisionist. <coughs> mm. <laughs> See, Shame I told you, you it's going to get interesting. Shame on you guys. Lollipops are getting thrown across the table from here on out. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to put animosity at my number three. Um, which of course leaves only two books. I mean, I guess three, but I've I've got something to say about the third. Um, yeah, and it must be my number three. It's just you know it's one issue out, right? So right. it's very hard to judge against some of these other books that have had at least three books out by now. Right. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think that first issue was great. And you know, like I said when we talked about it, I'm very intrigued at where it's going after you know the next couple of issues. So. Mm-hmm. I guess My Jack, number. you're up. Oh, Ronnie, Ronnie's up. I'll go. I don't care. My number three is Rough Riders. Wow. Have you? Did you do your three, Martin? Uh, yeah, Animosity is my three. Okay. So I'll do my three and two because I literally switched this right before the podcast. And then while we were talking, I switched it again. But my number three, <laughs> because I don't know which one to put. My, my number three is Rough Riders. And it's I've liked every single issue. I've, I mean, every page I've enjoyed. It's been fun. But I can't say when this one came out, I was as excited to read it as some others. So I bumped it down to number three. And my number two, which you'll probably give me a hard time for also, because I'm basing it off of just two issues, even though it's been six, is Super Zero. (laughs) And after one through four, I would have probably had this like number six or seven. But the last two issues really, really did it for me, man. I, 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 I I was smiling as I read the last two issues. I was into it. And when six ended... I wanted to read number seven <laughs> just about as bad as any Aftershock issue I've read. So yep. I'm sticking it up there. and We'll see We'll see if it even comes back or if it does where it goes. Hopefully it keeps up the pace of the last two issues, though. Interesting. So for me, um, I guess I'm going to put Revisionist at my number two. Okay. Um, because the main character's named Martin. How could I not? Right. I, I have to. It's me in a comic <laughs> See, book, time traveling. Right. See, me, me and I time put, travel, two of my favorite things. <laughs> I put animosity number two just because I know it's only one issue, and I said that about Captain Kid earlier, but I read this one like three or four times, and just the possibility of where it can go mm-hmm. excites me out of all the issues that I've read so far besides my number one. Ginger! <laughs> cool. That's fair enough. Yeah. So of course my number one is Black Eyed Kids. As if there would be Shocking. any doubt after nine episodes of this podcast <laughs> that Black Eyed Kids would be my favorite. Is Joe paying us to do this every week? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm I'm still in the closet by the way, so if you guys hear it <laughs> click and it goes to mute, that's where because somebody uh. came in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah, Joe. Where's our check? <laughs> hey, I, I can easily be paid off by an animosity Baltimore con. Hey. No. no. The Black no. Eyed Kids is definitely my number one, too. Just because. I mean, I know that we, we've talked to some people uh, that don't enjoy this book as much as we do. Yeah, because they're crazy. They're crazy. Uh, and that's fine. Like you, you, it's okay that you're wrong. Uh, yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone's got a right to you know enjoy whatever they want to enjoy. So you're not yeah. wrong for not liking this book. Well, you uh, know, it's not. If you go on like Comic Book Roundup, it's not rated. It's the reviews aren't as high as a lot of these other books. Yeah, I mean, I it's not. It's, they're not poor. They're like yeah. in the seventies. Well, see, and I also don't read reviews from people that show up on comic book roundup so uh, there's that hey one of our uh, friends is on comic book roundup 
Oh, no doubt. Jay, uh, actually, who's been on this podcast, man. I, I, have, I have several friends who have reviews that have been <laughs> compiled in there. Um, it's not even that. Like, I enjoy their opinions. That's fine. I just I tend to stay away from reviews of books um, until after I've read them. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's part of the reason why when we are doing this podcast, I want the episodes to come out after people have had a chance to read them. Yeah. Because you, know? you can you can do the same day release, or you know, if you're writing for a website, you're releasing your review sometimes a week or two earlier. Yeah. Um, sometimes even like months, you know, like they'll do it before um, FOC, before Final Order cutoff. Um, just to generate some excitement, and that's that's not interesting to me. You know, mm-hmm. I want people to be able to read it, and then as they listen to this podcast, they can be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I didn't think about that." Kind of like we do on the show. Yeah, yeah. that's we, what I was gonna we say. We come up like, with stuff all the time like that. Yeah. Okay. So just to be fair, though, so Black Eyed Kids has a seven point four for the critics, but the users, the user ratings has it at six point nine. Now. Well, I can't yeah. see from this view. That might be from like very few reviews, but which sometimes is misleading. Sixty-nine is a pretty good number. Yeah, yeah, it's a good number, you know, in general. But it's 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 one of the lower ones out of all these aftershock books. Yeah, but sixty-nine. But my my, again, my <laughs> <laughs> okay. Point taken. Anyways, anyway, and then you had the little girl, alien girl. She could be black-eyed kids that. Was in Rough Riders number five, you know. Mm-hmm. Dude, I guarantee you, when Black Eyed Kids comes out of the <laughs> trade, it's gonna sell gangbusters. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, because having, I'm assuming they're gonna do a six issue trade. Having those six issues together is just gonna make a ton of sense. Okay, and you're not gonna have the pauses, you know, in between months yeah. for this book. So, right. Right. Um, I know I'm gonna pimp the hell out of it when it comes out in trade. Just yeah. because I think it's one of those stories that deserves to be read in a trade, you know. Right. Yep. Hey, so I didn't. I didn't do my number one. Oh yeah, what's number one? Um, Strayer, of course. I'm just huh. black eyed kids. <laughs> um, and, well, and see, and you're the perfect example because you weren't like digging this book that much at all until we actually got on the podcast and. And we convinced like, you. We brainwashed Well, not convinced, you. but yeah. like, you know. Yeah, everybody just needs to listen to this podcast, and it'll be the hottest selling book <laughs> <laughs> on the shelves. See, now, I think each issue, also, I think each issue has gotten, I mean, the first issue, I was like, I don't know where this is going, the first couple, but I mean, as it's gone on, I've gotten more and more into it. Mm-hmm. Right. The last oh, one was I'm amazing. Just, yeah, that was just like the first one that we talked about where we did it but um we talked about a couple others where even i wasn't too high on the book starting out but listen to you guys talk about it and the scenarios and possibilities i was like oh yeah i didn't pick up on that yeah you know well i think that's cool we've talked about this before but what i've noticed is a lot of these number ones you can't really tell what the book's about in the number one and i think that's uh, it's not a fault. I just think it's so completely different from what we see in the market now, right? Mm, right. Where they right. have to tell you what this book is in issue one, so they try to hook you in for the rest. Um, and it seems like every aftershock book is the complete opposite. Right. You're not you're not getting to know what the book's about until issue two or three. Um, and maybe that affects some of their sales. I don't know, but I'm I'm okay with that kind of storytelling. And maybe they're fine with selling a smaller quantity of books 
as long as they tell the stories that they want to tell. Yeah. And I, I can appreciate that. Plus the fact that all the arcs seem to be six issues and not the four issues that we're used to. Right. Um, it's very hard yeah. to tell a story in four issues. Right. You know, so it's so. easier to flush out in yeah. detail. Yeah, you get some room to breathe with six issues. And I, I appreciate that. You know, instead of having to rush it to get the trade out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a plus. So I think what we should do... Let's see, we've got Alters coming out next week. So, of course, we'll be talking yeah. about this this week, rather, on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, so we'll be talking about that next episode. Uh, that's the only book this week, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alters. And then we've got Shipwreck is coming out next month. I don't think there's anything else announced for the rest of the year, correct? Uh, uh, yeah, like new titles. I don't think so. Okay. So Flash should... Banners is the oh. next one, and that's in, like, February, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We've got an Animosity 2 coming out in two weeks. Okay. And then on the 21st is the Revisionist and Black Eyed Kids. Perfect. But no, nothing new. All right. So now we know what we're doing the next few weeks. I yep. think we should come up back to this top ten uh, probably by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, by then yeah. we'll have a couple of issues of Shipwreck. Um, Animosity. Animosity will be out for a little while. Captain Kidd will have been out for a little while. Yeah, it'll be mixed up for sure. So, These lists. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I'm going to say, without having read it, Shipwreck <laughs> might go to number two. Yeah. Just from the from the art that I've seen, I'm, I'm very yeah. impressed. In the in the um, premise that we got or the yeah. synopsis. Yep, yep, yep. So I don't know. We'll see when we come back to it, but yeah, that's going to be probably late November or December before we renew our top tens. Yeah. Right. So there's plenty of time. Yeah. Let's wrap the show up then, folks. All right. This has been. The one, the only, literally the only, <laughs> the Aftershock Central Podcast, Episode 9, with myself, Martin, Jack, Ronnie, and uh, <laughs> and the Lollipops, I guess. Oh, no. And the Lollipop Gang. <laughs> the Lollipop Guild. Episode title, Lollipop Guild. <laughs> you can, of course, reach us all on Twitter at Jack Sutherland, at Rambar316, at Geekvine, and the show is at AfterShockPod, which I don't even check that. I don't even know why I made that Twitter account. Anyways, you can email us hello at nerdlegion.com, and we'll catch you guys again on the next episode. Don't forget, Alters number one. Have a good night, everybody. Ciao.